Sick of being upsold at gyms? My guy, you're currently a base member. For $90 more, I can upgrade you to our Shred membership. For $130 more, you'll be a swole member. And for just $300 more, you'll reach Sweat Platinum. At Planet Fitness, you'll get energy without the upsell. Never pushy, always free fitness training and equipment for every workout. It's fitness that fits your budget. Join Planet Fitness for just $1 down and $10 a month. Cancel anytime. Deal ends Friday, May 10th. See Home Club for details. Peace family is 19 Keys with the 19 Keys podcast. You're listening to a high-level conversation. Tap in. All right, a word from one of our sponsors. Make sure you tap into Goldwater Products. After you come listen to the information, you're going to need your memory stimulated so you can download everything in that prefrontal cortex. You want to make sure that hippocampus area of your brain that regulates mood, memory, and learning is fully functional and tapped in. Therefore, you want to tap into Goldwater. They have smart malls, sports malls, vitamin C malls, colloidal silver. They have just about everything that you, your child, and your whole entire family needs to stimulate your brain and your body and to make sure that your immune system is functioning. Before you tap into this great high-level conversation, listen to this song by Tezu Kulando called Goldwater. Peace, family. It's 19 Keys. That's 19 Keys, the podcast with electrical thought patterns and conversations. Tap in. Oh, goodness gracious. Oh, that's not part two. Hey, that was dope. Mm. Are you recording? Yes. Hold on. Can I get some of that, too? Can I get some? <laughs> <laughs> if I say something, it's <laughs> Let me hold me down with energy. Yeah, you got it. Don't, you gotta, don't you know keep man. energy one side. Yeah, elements, man. You're going to love it. Because people think I'll be too serious. And I really don't. It's just, yeah. It's the final cut. <laughs> oh, man. We need right. to have a show together. No, We're talking about it. Peace family is 19 Keys. That's 19 Keys with electrical thought patterns and conversations. Today I have a very special entrepreneurial guest. Um, he's one of those individuals that have achieved great highlights within his life. He started just like every other black man in this country, war torn and depressed. But somehow he made himself <laughs> he made himself a great challenger of the oppression by utilizing his mindset, creativity, industrializing his skills, and figuring out a way to turn his pain into profit. Uh, We have one of the greatest entrepreneurs here ever. He's interviewed billionaires. He's made millions of dollars selling T-shirts. And he eats a lot of chips while he drops a lot of bars. You know what I mean? This this is an interesting figure. He can teach you how to quit your job and start a successful business. You know, he's a great individual. And um, before we get started, I want to just feed... To my sponsors, you know we got sponsors and stuff. I know. Uh, this is uh, I didn't step my game up. Ashe Naturals. You know I mean, this is the greatest stuff right now. I'm using it. My skin is soft. You know what I mean? You got to make sure that you shine it. And I use this. Um, Let me that. Yeah, we moisturize. How do I, I, how I use it? Like, look how great this is, right? So they gonna give you an extra check for this. Like, you got yeah. You see, you know, look how like if I want to hold on, hold on, let me show you. If I want to grip more, it go all the way up. Like it just grips. It's so smooth. Like that's enough. I don't want to, you know, I gotta right, keep so it soft for myself. Do I use? Do I rub it like lotion? Yeah, or? no, you just rub like lotion. Wow, you need a little bit right there. Bitch. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, just, I'm just having a black man problems out yeah. here. Okay. <laughs> and we also got a collaboration with Timeless Apparel, family over everything. So be on the lookout for that collaboration and barely broke. 
Um, so family, we out here paying bills and feeding families, and we tapped into another brother who helped families feed themselves through the knowledge of entrepreneurship. So I want to welcome my personally good brother, David Shams. What's going on, my brother? How are you? Man, I'm amazing, brother. You know, we just shot some content, so we kind of already in the flow of that. For sure. I'm into this hibiscus. What's this, Man, hibiscus? Yeah, hibiscus? Hibiscus and rose? It's really good stuff. I mean, you should get something for your wife and everything. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Throw it on my neck. Yeah. Make sure I'm good. You bring her something like that. She's like, damn, my husband know how to get hibiscus for her. <laughs> She'd be like, yo, yeah. I, I give it to her. She'd be like, yo, who helped you? Uh, you say yeah. 19 keys. Yeah. She'll be like, oh, okay, yeah. You yeah. know, nothing about no hibiscus. Yeah. But uh, no, nah, I'm, I'm happy to be on the show, man, especially, um, you know, watching, like, you are, we talked about it a second ago, you are a true influencer and people engage with you. So I know you're very protective of your clan. Mm-hmm. You're protective of your group and the information and people that you put in front of them. So um, I, I really do uh, count it as an honor. Yes, likewise. Well, brother, you have the social proof, man. So it's it's easy to work with people who tell the truth. You know what I mean? Um, mm. I respect people who have... I respect people who have results, but I respect people when I can see their process. Mm. You know what I mean? Because that allows me to go along that journey with you. And I'm a big guy about the journey. You know what I mean? And a lot of times we fall in love with the results. Me, I fall in love with entrepreneurs who I know they went through that process because I'm like, Anytime you go through a step that somebody else has, you know how hard it was to get to that sure. step. Right. And so you, we appreciate right. things a little different from each person because we like, yo, in order for him to do that, he had to do this, that, and the third. Like, damn, I respect you, bro. Yeah, for sure. So the audience, of course, they like the results. They like the shiny things to end. What was the hardest thing you've done so far along your journey to achieve a result? Like, like let's let's context it, right? So, like, you achieve this thing, and people like this thing. But you was like, bro, it was a lot that got here. Oh, but people sure. just kind of accomplishing you for the thing. Yeah, I'll, um, I'll tell a story. It was 2015, maybe? 2000. No, it couldn't have been 15. It had to be about 2000, 2013, actually. Mm-hmm. It was 2013. So, shouts out to my sister, um, Danielle Jeter. She's out okay. in Philadelphia doing some amazing things. And she came to my house one time. She stayed over because you know anytime she in town, she just stay over. Yeah. So she was like, "Yo, I'm honestly feeling some type of way mm-hmm. about your progress, mm. business, right?" In a real transparent moment, she like, "Yo, we both started our business at the same time, like 2010, and I feel like at this moment, you're much further along." Oh. Right. Okay. So I said, "Yo, um, let me let me walk you through this journey." Yeah. How many businesses have you started? She's like, yo, this is my first entrepreneurial journey. <laughs> I was like, yo, you were you you didn't you didn't see me when I was in um when I was in like fifth grade right. shoveling snow, raking right. leaves. You ain't see me selling candy when I was a kid. You right. ain't see me even as an adult. Every networking marketing company that came across my desk, I'm a part of it. If it mm-hmm. seemed like I could make some bread off it, yeah. I'm here for all yeah. the smoke. You like yeah. I I've had multiple clothing lines, a bunch of business ideas that I take to my friends so much so that it got to a point they're like, oh, he about to do another one. Mm-hmm. I'm like, yo, Danielle, this is your first one and you're killing it. Mm-hmm. Yo, I've been doing this since I was five. So I was yeah. I think I was 25 at the at the time. Yo, I've been doing this 20 years. Trying, failing, trying, failing, trying, failing. Yo, you learned something through the failure. Mm-hmm. So the hardest thing I had to get over is 
the belief that the next thing is going to work, even though the last thing did not. Mm. That was the hardest thing I had to get yeah. over. And it's like we just in that space of, yo, I gotta do it. And if I if I put it on social media, I gotta win because people will look at me different. Yeah. Right. That's that was by far the hardest thing I had to do was get through 20 years of falling on my face and still get up and say, yo, but this is going to be the one. Mm. That is, because if you don't have the proof, you don't know. You just have to tap in within to be like, it's there because I believe in myself. Mm -hmm. You know, there was a moment in life that really changed my trajectory as far as how expansive I was and what I could do. And it was a friend of mine. He was in an accident. He jumped off a cliff and he broke his spine. Like, he had a spinal injury break his spine. But, and he had to relearn how to walk and things of that nature. And he's still going through that journey. And he was, like, one of the most aggressive, high-energy people, like, that I ever met in my life. Like, the most literal sense. And I met him. He's in a wheelchair. And we're talking. And I'm bragging to him about my store that I have that's doing well at the time, downtown Oakland. And he was like, Keys, you know that's your illusion, right? He said, you know you're bigger than that store. Like, I keep mm -hmm. hearing you talking about that, but... You got to understand you destined for something way bigger. You way bigger than this store. That's your illusion. And in that moment, I started to think like, yo. Like, I'm like, yo, what does that really mean? Because he went through like a really like deep spiritual transformation. And I really just kind of took heed at that moment to what he was saying. And the way I interpreted it was that like, I'm creating a filter for everybody to see me through this accomplishment. Mm -hmm. And I'm bragging about that thing. But that's not me. You understand me? That store is over there. The clothes, everything that's over there, that's not me. That's what's feeding my ego to present myself to the world. Mm -hmm. But at the end of the day, I am who I am when I go home. And there's nobody there. That's me. It's like if I got a million followers today, people would take my words with you know a, a, a higher understanding or nice. interpretation. But I'm, it's the same words. Mm -hmm. It's just the illusions, the filters we put out there. So I always tell people, don't be your illusions. Mm -hmm. You only put the illusions to the world to show them parts of yourself. Right. You know what I mean? Right. Aspects. But don't buy into them because once those illusions crumble, then what do you have? So I want to ask you, what is something that you've accomplished that you kind of got like caught up in and think that was like your greatest thing? And you had to quash that illusion about yourself so you can move forward. Oh, for sure. I think as an entrepreneur, every level, every level you go to, it's not what you expected. Mm. So for instance, my um when I was working at the Cheesecake Factory as a server, my whole goal was to make a hundred thousand dollars a year. Okay. Yo, if I could make a hundred thousand dollars a year, I'm rich. Yeah. I know people to make six figures and they are having the time of their life. Yeah. They're rich. Like I'm thinking. If I make six figures, I ain't really got to work no more. Yeah, I can yeah. take care of my family. And then um, you make six figures. And you realize to make $8,333.34 every single month, it takes 4000 or 5000 Meaning, I'm making 50000 a year. I could get a job doing that. Yeah. But like you feel like, yo, once I run, run my own business, if I could take care of all my bills in my own business, yeah. I'd be straight. Yeah. And then you hit that reality. And it's like, there's so much more. You yeah. feel me? Like, I feel like I got a nice house, but then I come to 19 Keys, oh, overlooking all man. of LA. Stop. I'm like, oh, Lord, man. Like, there's another level. But I think that's it's just dope. the Staples Center. <laughs> <laughs> overlooking the whole city right hey. next to where LeBron plays. It's just, you know, it's nothing. But, it's just my neighbor. <laughs> but I, I think um, that's, it's, it's a positive and a challenge because, 
it's never enough. You're right. But the positive is once you're around groups of people who are on that next level and you see the next level, mm-hmm. it keeps you progressing. Without right. that, we'll just be satisfied in whatever that particular goal is. Mm. It's almost like for all the entrepreneurs out there, you're going to soon realize the closer you get to a goal, the further you see past that goal. Mm. You feel me? Like, yo, once you start making, you want to make $100,000, you start making $80,000, you like, yo. Right. How could I get to a million? Right. Like the I, like the, the the difference between eighty thousand and a hundred thousand isn't that much. And right. You're like, oh, okay, I, I I need to get past that. Right. And that's what that's what keeps you pushing. So, you know, I always say the view, uh, the view at the top was only impressive because you was at the bottom. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Facts. Like you 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 work to get up there, then you look at it like, well, I mean, how much higher can I go to see something else? Yeah. And, and you that, get a glimpse of the higher. Yeah. Closer to the higher. It's like, oh, I got the 70 floors. I wonder what a thousand floors look like. Right. And you didn't even realize a thousand floors exist until you got there. You're like, oh. Right. Is that yeah. another level? Yeah. Like, y'all ain't telling me there was another level when I was so if I can the, see over in the, the city. Now I can see over the clouds. Well, if I see over the cloud, now I can see in space. Now I can see Come in on. space. I can see Jupiter. Come on. People, just, you just, you're never satisfied. Yeah. You know, dissatisfaction produces a change, though. So people who aren't satisfied, you know, it allows them to constantly go on the journey. And I always say you got to continue to make big goals and then just feed the small goals until they eventually become the bigger goals. Absolutely. And I, 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 I would say this, too. The goal as, let's just say, an entrepreneur speaker is to travel. Right. Can you imagine hopping on a plane around the country and just like, yo, I, I fly around and this is how I make money. This is how I live. That's beautiful. But when you hop on the plane, there's another level that you have to walk right past. Mm. It's called first class. first class. Yeah. You like, yo, I can't believe I'm telling my friends they see me on the plane, but it's a certain group of people you got to walk by. Right. You got to walk by. They on the plane. Bro, they drink. Like they got drinks they got in the first class before you even get on. Like they comfortable in they. Yeah. Yo, the stewardess takes your jacket. Like yo, you did you know they had a coat rack mm. on a plane? Mm, 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 mm. I didn't know that. I, I did. Think, I still didn't know that, bro. Until just now, they take your. I, I mean, I, t- <laughs> no, I mean, I've been on. Don't don't get me wrong. I've been on first class. Like I've been like I've right. been on first. Like I stopped. <laughs> the seat that I went to my seat. Like, I've been in first class. Yeah, we don't try to play me like that. <laughs> no, I, you know what? First time I wrote class, first class was on the way back uh, when I was coming back to the States. I think I was in Africa or the UK. One of those countries. Uh, <laughs> Humble, subtle stuff. That's what you call. Yo, if you could do the video, like, like put up, like, definition, subtle stuff. Like, I don't even know which one it was. It was one of those countries. You know, I've all, I, I always had a dream of saying that I'm, I'm on my way back to the States. You know what I mean? I, I went somewhere that was definitely not outside the States. And I remember saying that, like, yeah, I'm on my way back to the States. And they're like, fool, you in the States. <laughs> <laughs> that was when I first started traveling. I thought, I felt like I left my state. Right, okay? right. No, so I, I traveled first class for the first time, and it was the most comfortable experience on the plane in my life. Like, mm-hmm. they was offering lasagna, but I was, t- like, I'm knocked out, feet up. I didn't want to get off the plane because it was some of the best sleep I had. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? And I was like, yo, you're right. It's another level. Yeah. You know what I mean? But, you know, that thinking can get you very far. Here's the problem with some people, right? You do get to that point that you wanted to accomplish. Or sometimes you get to that point where the only thing you had in mind was this point. 
And once you get to that point, you're thinking, what's next? Life is the measurement of motion. You have to stay in motion in order to be alive. Mm -hmm. If you stop, you retire, like you're done. Mm -hmm. So for me, it was always about creating bigger goals because like you said, I had a job, I got to that six figure mark and I realized that I wasn't chasing the money in the first place. I was chasing the accomplishment, mm -hmm. the feeling that you get yeah. from accomplishing an idea, a goal that you have set. So I said, what do I really like about this? I like mm -hmm. my ability to sell. I like my ability to accomplish a goal, have it set, produce it. Like that's one of the greatest feelings a human being can have is the feeling of having an idea and accomplishing it in real life. Mm -hmm. So when I thought, when I got to that realization, I wanted to do things that were uh, purposeful, things mm -hmm. that were connected. So I don't make any smaller goals anymore. And I want you to talk about this aspect that in entrepreneurship and in life, one of the biggest things people need is patience. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? My OG uncle told me a long time ago because he does contracting with the city. And, you know, sometimes those contracts, you get the contract, they don't pay out for like three years. Mm -hmm. And he was like, y'all don't understand. Y'all always chasing this fast money. Mm -hmm. you know I mean, y'all got to have patience. Yep. And I couldn't get that. I'm like, I, I, only, I still need some money right now. I mean, I got to pay rent. So I'm like, let me get $10,000 or something. But, you know, he never did that. But, <laughs> but you know, he did loan me something. I paid him back. I was a little late, but, you know, not anymore. Uh, but anyway, when I got into the aspect of what patience really meant, and that for one, like, I got the time. As long as I'm alive, I got the time. As long as I'm doing what I want to do in the moment, I'm successful. So if I die today, I die successful doing my purpose. I don't need to reach the result of my current motion in order to say I'm successful. As long as I'm in motion towards my results, then I'm sure. successful. What was one of your biggest lessons? Oh, you know, and, and like, I mean, just right now, what's one of your biggest things that's teaching you more patience or that has taught you patience? Um, that tomorrow is coming. Tomorrow will be here. Mm. Mm. Does Everything. tomorrow exist? So I'm, I'm gonna let you answer. Let me let me not be that host that disrupts everything. I'm not. We'll, we'll 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 get into it. We'll get into it. But this is just what I realized that, um, especially like kind of married now and not kind of married. I'm married, but married now and hey, I'm gonna edit that, bro. <laughs> <laughs> um, my new philosophy is I'm gonna do all that I can today. Yeah. The rest I'll do tomorrow. Okay. Because I I was trying to. Do it all. Right. And it's almost like if you have 10 things to do and you only have a, a small window of time to get it done. Right. If you can't accomplish all 10, mm -hmm. a lot of us crash in frustration. Right. And we don't get none of it done. Mm -hmm. But if you give yourself 10 days to do one thing every single day, in 10 days, you'll be a lot more productive. Mm -hmm. You'll have accomplished a lot more. Right. If you just take your time. But a lot of people need to do it right now. I got to do it right now. So this was this was one of my things. I tried a bunch of businesses where my goal is to hit it big. I'm going to hit it. I'm going to grind. I'm going to go after it. But what I what I developed was a philosophy that I got from um, this bartender that worked at my job. He mm -hmm. said, my goal is to make $100 a day. He's like, yo, on my off days, I make $100. Now, he was, I think he sold weed. He's working bartender during the day. Yeah. He said, my off days. He said, this job is not going to dictate like how my money flows. I got to make money whether I'm at work or not. Mm -hmm. So I adopted the philosophy and I said, okay, I'm going to start this t-shirt brand and my goal is to make $100 on my off days. I'm not even worried about the other five days of the week. Yeah. If I could sell enough money, if I could sell enough products to make $100 every single off day, that's $200 a week. Mm -hmm. And my boy was like, no, you got to be able to grind. You got to hit it every day. I'm not that consistent. 
So I got to set smaller goals. So I started making $100 on each off day. Mm. And I called my boss like, yo, I can't work five days anymore. Can you only put me on the schedule for four so I can have three off days? I work harder. I work doubles in the days you got me, mm-hmm. but I need three off days because if I can make $200 on two off days, I know I can make $300 on three right. off days. So I started hitting $300 every single off day with patience. Now, some mm-hmm. people aren't looking like, yo, $300 a week for a business. That ain't a lot. But, bro, that's $1,200 a month. Right. Most entrepreneurs never do that. Right. People don't break it down in increments. They mm-hmm. look at the patience. whole thing. Bro, by the time I quit my job, I was working like one day a week. Mm-hmm. Like, I, I, I literally scaled my business, my, my job schedule back according to the accomplishments that I was accomplishing in my business. But it wasn't like, yo, I got to make $100,000 right now. I need to make $100 today because mm-hmm. I'm off. You see, you did better than me when I fired my job. Because mm-hmm. I fired them, and I wasn't really ready. Mentally, I was prepared to do whatever it takes. Mm-hmm. Financially, I didn't have whatever it takes. <laughs> <laughs> so I just got a new apartment, and I just got a new lease for the store. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? And, of course, that also comes with getting your inventory, juggling the profit, the sales, getting mm-hmm. this, paying this rent, doing this, just your regular transportation and activities. And I had just lost my car. Like, the same, like, day I got the store, I lost my car. It was kind of like a trade-off. It was, like, crazy. But luckily, the new apartment that I got was, like, five blocks away from the store that I just got. So mm-hmm. I was like, I just walk it every day in Uber. Mm-hmm. And I haven't actually drove since. You know what I mean? I've been, I've been <laughs> Uber for the last, like, five years. It. I don't know how I much money it. I gave them, but let me get let me get sponsored. So. <laughs> you know what I mean? But, I mean, that's just important. But listen, I want to I wanna navigate onto something right here, man. I want to read you something. And then I want you to tell me what you think about this. Mm-hmm. So these are the keys to better management, right? And business management means that you administer the organization activities to get to a set obligation and goal. For me, when I quit my job, the hardest thing ever was learning how to manage myself. Mm-hmm. Now I had to learn how to manage my downtime. I had to learn how to manage all my activities to make sure that these goals are done every single day. Like even learning how to take a day off or take a break it's probably the hardest things that entrepreneurs oh, yeah, suffer with because you feel unproductive. Facts. But that's yeah. not the reality. Yeah. You, I would rather work four amazing hours than 12 okay hours. Facts. You know what I mean? So I'm going to read this to you. And Ew. you seem like a person kind of similar to me. You know, we, we get a lot of ideas. And you can't take every idea because you can't execute every idea. And it's not a sign always of a disciplined person. And you need discipline in entrepreneurship. So let me read this from my book. It says, keys to better management. Here's a list of positive and negative traits of a disciplined manager. See where you fall and adjust accordingly. So a positive trait would be strong-willed, defined sense of purpose, able to cultivate a strong will. Strong-willed individuals are easily swayed or aren't easily swayed. They know what they want and will do everything in order to get it. Once they make up their minds, they don't waver and rarely second-guess themselves. That's the positive trait. Mm -hmm. The negative trait would be a drifter and a procrastinator. Afraid of commitment, type of person constantly switching jobs, committed to failure instead of success, can't apply, still searching. The drifter rarely know what they want to do for a long period of time. Every time you talk to them, they're on another project, job, or relationship. Little stability and lack of discipline to big goals into reality, to bring goals into reality. Mm. Were you ever, or do you feel like sometimes you're a drifter now? Like, you want to jump into a new idea, even though this one hasn't really bear fruit. You know what I mean? And when did you switch over to have more of a positive characteristic of like, you know what, I'm going to go all the way in on this? Because you told me just a second ago, and I'm going to let you explain it, like, people ask you what you do, 
you don't tell them everything because mm-hmm. you got to create a focus. You got to create a discipline mm-hmm. for them. So what made you switch your mindset from telling them everything you do to like pinpointing one thing to get people to focus? Because you don't want people drifting. Yeah, for sure. Um, only because I um, <clears throat> I understand branding. Where let's say for instance I'm talking to you mm-hmm. and I tell you I'm a school teacher, right? I talk to your brother. They meet me and they you know we talking about nonprofits. I'm like yo, I got a nonprofit, right? Mm-hmm. And then I'm talking to my man over here and I'm like. Yo, you know, I got a t-shirt brand. Right. There's no way that even if all three of y'all are talking about me, you can't point it back to me. Mm-hmm. Like, you might be talking to your brother. You'd be like, yo, you know, you're talking about David got a nonprofit, right? Yeah. He's like, no, my man's a teacher. What are you right. talking about? And he's like, yo, do you know Dave? He's like, yeah, you talking about a dude with a t-shirt brand. Right. Brand inconsistency. Mm. So we can't even tie it back to uh. one person, which means I'm not an expert. But you talk to somebody that is a... Uh, a um, let's say a neuroscientist. If everybody understands that that person is a neuroscientist, anytime we need to have a question about the brain, we're gonna, we're gonna find one person. Absolutely. Yo, you talking? About, you know so and so? Yeah, I know so and so. The neuroscientist, right? Yes, I know that person. Anybody got that person's number? Right. But it's, mm. it's a, you got to be consistent. So, and it's a fight every day because creativity is a gift and a curse. Mm-hmm. The gift is you can always come up with a good idea. Right. The curse is you can always come up with a good idea. Mm. True. Uh, I want to switch gears and talk about, uh, we were talking about branding and marketing. Um, a lot of people don't really understand branding, and I don't think they really understand marketing. Um, sometimes you do something right, and you just continue to repeat that thing because you've had yeah. some good results, but they don't really research. Me. I'm going to research. I'm going to read books. I want to know about it. I've always loved marketing. I've always loved psychology. I've always loved branding, all of it. Yeah. What you say about yourself is marketing, right? So that's what you're trying to create as your brand. What other people perceive as you or say about you, that becomes your brand. 100%. So when you said that thing about you know brand consistency and you telling everybody different things about yourself, they can't explain it. And then those people can't create connections for you. Yeah. That's why storytelling is so important because people can take your story and it becomes theirs and then they can tell that story for you. Mm-hmm. And then that cycle of branding just gets played out everywhere. Right. <laughs> Woo. Oh, it was me. I need some gold water. Nah. <laughs> <laughs> you see how he looked at the camera? <laughs> um, That's funny. Why do you, in your branding, you always have chips. Mm-hmm. What made you start that off? You know what I mean? What's the importance of branding? In all honesty, it was, um, I was in the studio and I was trying to figure out a way to deliver content just in a unique way. Yeah. So what people don't know is I used to go on my Instagram stories and in the morning, I'd be talking, like teaching entrepreneurship, eating a bowl of cereal. Mm. So I'd be eating it and like you hear the slurps and stuff like that. Yo, people hated it. Yeah. But some people loved it. The polarization. And then I, then I, then I kind of like moved on to like in studio and I'm like, okay, I'm not gonna have a bowl of cereal everywhere I do this, but so I'm like, okay, I'm gonna do something where I'm eating. Uh-huh. I don't know why, but I think I did one with, like if you look at the first one, I did one with like gummy bears. I'm sitting yeah. there like eating some gummy bears. The next one, I think I was drinking like a ga- gallon of water and then I happened to have some Doritos in the studio. Mm-hmm. And the next few videos, I just happened to have the large bag of Doritos. So I just, I was in my zone, like creating content yeah. with the Doritos. So I started dropping them and people was like, oh, the Doritos videos, Doritos videos, Doritos videos. So next time I go into the studio, what am I going to grab? Doritos. It's all, it, The cycle started. So it's not like I put this plan together. Okay, Doritos, 
They they're they're located in Plano, Texas. Yeah. And go get a sponsorship from Dorito. I was being me. Right. It's like if, like, say we're having a conversation, and um, or say I'm eating something, and you come and sit down and talk to me. Mm-hmm. I'm not about to stop eating to talk to you. Right. Right. That's just me. So mm-hmm. like, that's just how I am. So just the way I was, I was trying to figure out a different way to deliver, doing the same thing, but so that people can recognize me or attach my brand to something memorable in mind. I, when I started off with my first videos, I did the sonic marketing. So I had the booms. Because mm-hmm. I want you to know, for one, I want you to know when I hit something, then I want you to be impressioned by that. Yeah. You know what I mean? That's another trigger in the marketing and the branding. Yeah. So I had the sound. I had the look. I got the crowns. You know what I mean? I wanted it to be cutting edge consciousness. Because I know people try to put you in certain boxes. Yeah. Oh, that's conscious. Or that's hotel. Or that's this. But... You didn't. I created my own. I didn't even. I didn't even have a box. He's just there. Who's this guy? This panther jacket and crowns with booms and keys. Mm. And he dropping it though. Then you know what I mean? Handsome and everything. Like I know. I'm not. <laughs> so I'm not. I'm. I'm relaying like you. You, you know, gotta know your strengths. You know no, no. Saying? Like you gotta know your strengths and values. Right, things right. that you sell on. Right. And your brand is like people give me my feedback. People ask me, do I read comments? Yes, because that's my brand. Mm. My brand is the comments. It's the yeah. feedback. It allows me to know what I should build my brand off of, what the people want. Building a business today is about the hospitality model, uh, uh, constantly checking up on people, your customers. It's not being a pirate to where, you know, you grab stuff from people and they feel like you just took it from them, didn't give them anything back. Mm -hmm. So it's really facilitating a relationship with empathy. When we first started doing Goldwater, we did over 100,000 in the first few months. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? Because... When we first started off, and we still do this now, we're giving like free ebooks with it. We're sending people books. I want it to be a lifestyle brand connected to understand like, yo, you can't just, you can't think positive thoughts and eat negative foods. You can't eat positive food and have negative thoughts. They cancel each other out. There's a gut brain and there's a brain up here. And then if you have positive, if you're thinking positive, but you're emotionally compromised, your heart going to be out of line. Mm-hmm. So I try to create a holistic brand. Like all of this goes together. So Remember I told you about 19 keys. The the, the, the mind has well-oiled keys to unlock those minds. So why I named this Crown's Oil. Yeah. So it's literally had compounds for the brain, for memory boosting, focus, intelligence, the whole nine. So for me, all my brand ties into each other. Mm-hmm. I put EMF chips inside the crown so it protects you from 5G radiation, so it protecting your brain cells and your actual mind. Mm-hmm. Because your mind is vast, but your brain is small, and your brain facilitates the the satellite for your mind to stream thoughts. And so when you're creating a brand, I always find it important that everything you do has a meaning. Absolutely. And ever since I've started, that's been my greatest selling point. I had a store in downtown Oakland. I don't care if it's an older white lady, an older white man. They'll walk out with a black guy protocol shirt. Mm. They'll walk out there with black dreams. Why? Because I told them the story and it became theirs. Mm -hmm. They might not have worn it. There's one lady, she bought, <laughs> she bought she bought one for her son. Right. It was a Black Dreams Matter shirt. And her son was like some famous director. Like he was working with all kinds of people. And, you know, she had in a good heart, white lady. And she she took it to her son. She's like, my son didn't want it. Yeah, you know I man. I'm like, well, you know, we don't have a refund policy. That's <laughs> <laughs> what you get back. Yeah, you you can wear it. You know what I mean? You know what I mean? And she did. And she used to come by all the time wearing it. You know what I'm saying? Like. I'm sorry, your son's an asshole. You know what I mean? Not like black dreams matter. You know, talking about regardless if your son thinks so. But she thought, and he had asked her, like, why you think I would like this? Because he works right. with all these black people. Mm-hmm. She thought that he would just like the shirt. Mm-hmm. But to that point, though, it's like, 
you know, and I want you to hit on people's jobs about, you know, putting a job, creating a job, but also being at the jobs because I made a video about quitting my job the second day that I left the job. You know what I mean? I went straight to the studio. I'm like creating content now. Mm -hmm. And I got to that point where I didn't feel like myself at the job place. You know what I'm saying? Like I didn't feel like I could still be me. And I feel like I outgrew what I initially negotiated, like my work. Like when I first started it, yes, you could pay me this much because my skill set, you know what I mean, what was worth this much, my habits were worth this much. But now I've learned this visualization, I learned merchandise, I learned luxury clientele, I learned managing, I learned all of these skills. Y'all can no longer afford me. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? So yeah. I said, y'all fire, you're no longer serving my best interest. Yeah. And so I get to that point where every job is an education. They paying you so that you can learn and go start your own business. 100%. You know what yeah. I mean? But people don't look at it like that. Yeah. And my father always told me, whatever you do, be a master at it. If you're a janitor, be a ma Why? Because it cultivates master habits. Yeah. So when you work for yourself, how are you going to do it masterful? If you mm -hmm. do it lazy for by somebody else, when you work your own business, you're going to do it lazy for yourself because that's just how your habits are. Absolutely. Your brain don't have that capacity to just switch over because it's for you. Yeah. So if, 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 Let's say, matter of fact, for the person that right now they working their job, they tired of their boss. Mm -hmm. They got one of them bosses that always slapping them on the back. Yeah. You know what I mean? Trying to crack jokes. <laughs> they got to laugh. You know what I mean? When they're late, they got to kiss ass because they know they was late. Mm -hmm. And they just hate it. Mm -hmm. They want to leave. Like, they feel like, yo, I'm an entrepreneur. Entrepreneurship is for me. But Dave, like, yo, what the hell can I do? Like, man, I be seeing y'all do it, but y'all lucky because mm -hmm. somehow y'all just rubbed with the lucky charm of entrepreneurship and I just ain't got it. <laughs> what do you t tell that person? Like, is it possible for them to be an entrepreneur? Ah, oh, man. I think, first off, that type of person is under the impression that when they leave the job, that they don't have to deal with that type of person anymore. Mm. It's just like, okay, you got one boss that's demanding, you know, always talking negative, but you become an entrepreneur, you have a thousand customers mm. that all demand more of you. Right. It all got jokes. Yo, I bought this and you buy a t-shirt. Yo, yeah. the tag ripped or like you got a thousand people. Yeah. There. So if you have a job, this is what I would say. Master that job. Yes. Get more from your job than a paycheck. Right. That's so I, it's a corporate training that I do is um, where I go in and facilitate workshops where I teach the employees to get more from their job than mm. a paycheck. Working at the Cheesecake Factory, I got a chance to work on my presentation skills and sell stuff. Right. My goal is to sell. This so as far as called, practicing. Oh, for sure. And don't steal it. Well, y'all going to steal it anyway. But um, I, I go and teach the, the H2O Domino. I notice that if I go to the table and say, hey, my name is David. The fish of the day is salmon and mahi mahi. Comes with broccoli and mashed potatoes. What can I get y'all to drink? Most of the time, somebody's going to say water. And if that first person says water, let's say at a table of six, that second person is going to order water. Third person, water. Mm. I got the H2O domino. They all get water. But then I started running the numbers. And if if I'm operating off a 20% 20, 20 tip, 20% of zero is what? Yeah. Zeros. Meaning I walk away from that table, I didn't make any money yet, which is okay, right? But we had this strawberry lemonade, which was $4. And I noticed if I can get that first person to try the strawberry lemonade, mm -hmm. the other five would get it as well. I mean, mm -hmm. I would sell six strawberry lemonades times $4. That's $24. If we're operating off a 20% tip, I made right then and there mm. five bucks. Mm. 
Hey man, mathematical from the, genius. From the very beginning, from off rip, I'm going to start my tip at five dollars. So you right were upselling there. to get a higher tip. But I'm like, yo, if I can't get somebody to buy a five dollar lemonade, mm -hmm. how am I going to get somebody to buy a twenty five dollar t shirt? So I got an opportunity to work on it. I'm talking about. They say, nah, I'm good on the strawberry lemonade. I just look at them like, what do you mean? Mm -hmm. We don't order water around here, y'all. Right, like the strawberry Like, we out there. You got water at the house. Yeah. Like, there's an experience. The strawberry lemonade is fresh squeezed lemonade, yeah. right? With real strawberries yeah, muddled good. and pureed. So, in this strawberry lemonade, you're going to have chunks of strawberries. This ain't like the Minute Maid that you're used to. Mm -hmm. Here's the thing. I don't normally do this. But if y'all want it, I give you free refills all night. Now, really? the yeah. Cheesecake Factory give you the free refills, but I'm in a sales right. mode. Yeah. Right? We have strawberry lemonade, raspberry, and regular lemonade. So my question to you is, would you like strawberry, raspberry, or lemonade? Yeah. I'm not asking you what do you want to drink, because if you say water, I'm... Right. Mm. You feel me? He's a salesman. But I, if, I didn't have the, if I didn't have this job, where would I be able to practice that? I can't practice that at my yeah. house being a full-time entrepreneur. Yeah. That's the funnest, like, okay, sales is fun when you're good at it and you get to practice. Oh, yeah, for sure. I had this thing. I read the book, uh, the what is it, The Greatest Salesman in the World. And I remember reading it, and it was a part in the book where it was talking about make sure that you're selling all the way to the end, to oh, the very last yeah. second. So I used to always do that because what I realized is that the customers at the end were getting the worst energy. Right, so they never got the opportunity to get that fresh, mm -hmm. yeah, I mean, just started energy. And you have your best sales in the beginning because of your energy, not because these are late customers. Mm -hmm. So I said, I'm gonna give them that fresh energy. Here it is, 10 o'clock at night, and they walking in, and I'm over here acting like I just woke up. Mm -hmm. So they like enthused by the energy, and they was they will buy stuff, and people will be looking like, how did you sell something last minute? Mm -hmm. Because I didn't quit until it was time to go. Yeah, you know I mean, but people will quit. 30 minutes before, an hour before. So they like, all right, I'm out the race. I'm, I'm done for. I feel like as long as there is a customer in front of me, this was the same as having a customer beginning at the end. Yeah. And I would always appeal. So I, I was just learning so much psychology. You know what I mean? Because I like to apply it. So if there's a group, first person you got to settle with in that group is the one who has the authority to buy mm -hmm. and the one who influences that person to buy. So in Prada, people walk in, you have the guy, he's there to vibe, but he really don't want to be sold. He's mm -hmm. apprehensive. So I always got him to loosen up first. Mm -hmm. And then I established that I know I'm talking to you. You're the guy who makes the decisions. Mm -hmm. You're the guy I want to talk to. Yeah, yeah, you go buy it for it, but you're the guy. Yeah. You know what I mean? So I get into that mode and make him feel confident. Now he, he's he's opened up. So now I can move over to the wife. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Like, yeah, this is the one you need to get. And... I got to a point where like, I learn different language anytime I do something. So if I'm doing marketing, I got to learn marketing language. Mm -hmm. I, I got to learn the sales language. I got to speak that to express a right. different action and get different results. Every level of consciousness comes with a new language. So I learned Mandarin, right? Mm -hmm. I'm in that thing. Ni hao ma. Ni hao kana. Ni shi ma. you go home See? They love it. They, as soon as they heard me speak another language, oh! Sometimes I mess them up where I didn't say nothing at all. I didn't let them know I knew the language. I'd just be listening. Mm. They'd be like, oh, no, I want a red bag or bigger one. I want it for this. And so I'd just go get the red bag or bigger one. They'd be like, how you know? You know what I'm saying? <laughs> how you know? You know what I'm saying? And then 
I've always had the point where I will put the thought in your head that produces a question then answer the question from the thought that I put in your head. Mm. So as I'm explaining something, I know that it sparks a certain question, so I will answer that question. So you start to feel like a mind reader. Mm. You understand me? My sales skills was just immaculate, let's mm. just say. A lot of people don't know how to sell. In the social media, selling is different than selling in person or in the store or right. cold calling. You sell with value. You mm-hmm. understand me? Because if people know you're selling them, they get kind of offended. I don't go on social media to be sold mm-hmm. from a salesman. And somebody told me this today. They said, yo, I don't know if you're trying to sell me something or you just want to teach me. Mm-hmm. And I said, mm, that's dope. Yeah. Because most of the time I get on there, I'm supposed to be selling. I got bills to pay. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm talking about? I got products to sell. But I get so passionate that I really just end up getting teaching about it. Mm. And then at the end, I'll be like, oh, yeah, I'm supposed to get them to buy something. <laughs> you know what I mean? Right. But when I first started my brand, it was more so about, um, I didn't even tell people I own the crowns for a long time. And I remember when I first hit 10K and I got the swipe up, you know, swipe up, you're supposed to go crazy mm. with it. And my little brother was like, no, put the swipe up, start selling. I'm like, no, 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 no. I want to just get value, 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 value. I never even put up the website or nothing that I sold crowns. I wore them because in design thinking, it creates interaction. And leadership competency um, says that um, there's two types of manipulations. There's direct manipulation and indirect. Direct manipulation is leading by example to get people to that service product or goal. Mm-hmm. Right? So I can tell people to eat healthy or I can just eat healthy and then people watch me and then they do what I do. Mm-hmm. Right? Indirect is... I'm not eating healthy, but I'm giving you the information about it. Or I'm bringing in a model or something that's trying to like indirectly manipulate you to do this thing. Mm -hmm. So for me, I said, no, my leadership style has to be direct. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? I have to make sure that what I do is what I'm selling. Mm -hmm. So you're never going to see me without the crown. Mm -hmm. So I'm not just, I'm not selling anything. This is a lifestyle. If you like this information, this information is attached to these symbols. Mm-hmm. You understand me? Now, when you wear these symbols, now behind every of these symbols is the information. So if you walk down the street and you're wearing a crown, I'm like, yo, you got that from Keys, huh? Yeah, you sure. tapped in. For sure. Another thing is creating your own language, right? If you look at people who have great branding skills or great followership, you have to create your own language. There's a study, well, not a study, but in philosophy, it talks about the one who controls your language controls how you think. Mm -hmm. You understand me? So when you control the language, it puts them in this particular circle. Yeah, right? So somebody else used that language, like you tapped in, like, oh, my boy Keys be saying that. Mm -hmm. Or paradigm shift. They're like, oh, yeah, paradigm shift. It reminds me of those brothers over there. So in branding, and and I say this because I want black people to understand the deep psychology that goes into it and what these other brands put into it to make sure that they're successful. There's brands that target pregnant women so when their children grow up, they can eat that brand. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? If the mama eat junk food, nine out of 10, the child will eat junk food. Mm-hmm. There's studies that say they can get into the amniotic fluid where they can smell and taste the food and they grow up craving it. And there's some studies in Philippines where they actually did that with the brand where they was targeting all the pregnant women in the hospitals. And it became like, it was a candy brand and it became the greatest brand ever sold in Philippines Mm -hmm. because of this. So I just want people to understand like, yo, I might go into high science is because I know how to apply it. Mm -hmm. It's not so that it becomes conscious junk food to where you just constantly absorb and it sounded good. He said something nice. There's details to this when you Mm -hmm. strip it down like, oh, and I only teach what I execute. You Mm -hmm. a person that 
you know how to break it down to a person. Like, yo, when you quit your job, I can teach you how to build your brand. I'm going to teach you this particular segment of thing that you need to know. And you, earlier in my podcast with you, or your podcast with me, mm-hmm. you know what I mean? <laughs> we talked about protesting. And the way I look at it is everybody has their jobs play. The medium household for black people is what, 35,000, and for whites, it's like 70 to 80,000. There's a huge gap. Mm-hmm. By 2040, it will be the opposite, it will be switched. Mm-hmm. Now, I say that because you have to impression people with an idea in order for them to produce that result. You understand me? Like, if we keep telling people, the wealth of black people will be zero in 2050. We're impressioning an idea, building the habits for them to produce that idea into reality. Mm-hmm. So I always think that if if you everywhere you go, there's a billboard that says, get into entrepreneurship, tap into your higher mind. Black people are spending their dollar three days circulating in the black community. You start getting excited mm-hmm. and happy about this, like, yo, we doing great out here. So now you got this feeling, since we driven by feeling, you want to add into that collective feeling. So now your habits start to be reprogrammed and changed. Mm-hmm. That would be indirect manipulation. Mm-hmm. You understand me? And the direct would be more so, you know what? I'm just going to spend with black people and show black people I'm spending with black people. But we have to do all because the opposite is happening. When you walk out this building, how many billboards are you going to see that's going to target your ego? Mm-hmm. You are somebody, I'm Muslim, you're Christian. And that never becomes a rift or a tear. Mm. I don't argue with Christians anymore. <laughs> <laughs> I argue with nobody because we can both collectively build. Mm. Now, you reach a lot of different people, but at the same time, you're in Atlanta. It's Chocolate City. So you're going to reach black people. Does that have any effect on the way that you teach? Like, do you... Dr. Collis said it like this. They asked him, are you an entertainer? He said... I'm not an entertainer, but you have to give people information and inspiration. And we are rhythmatic people. Mm-hmm. So I got to give it to them with a rhythm. They, mm-hmm. We are people with soul. Yeah. You know what I mean? So do when you deliver entrepreneurship, because it's hard for people to take something that's just so logical. Entrepreneurship is not empathetic. You have to add it into that mix so that it's good for the people. Yeah. But without it, it's just pure logic and rationality and mathematical thinking. Mm-hmm. This equals this. Do it. Mm-hmm. What's your approach towards... And I don't even know if this is in it. Like, do you directly, I don't. I wouldn't say target black people because I know the way you think and I know you wouldn't limit yourself. But when you are making your content, are you thinking about how the average black man or woman will receive this and how this want to build somebody up that was in my same position? Um, I think uh, as I produce, there's a target person that I'm talking to. Mm. And that person is the me when I was working at the Cheesecake Factory. Mm. So I'm speaking my language back then when I would understand it. Right. So it's not like I'm I'm targeting black or white, but naturally, right. whoever we are. You're targeting your old self. Yeah. Like, I mean, I'm black, so obviously most black people are like, oh, I rock with you. Right, right. I am, however, I was, uh, I said it on a live, I'm looking for the white David Shands. Mm-hmm. I, yo, if they got a culture program, I want to join chips? it. He brought corn chips. <laughs> Sun chips. Oh, yeah, or yeah, like Ritz like, crackers or something like that. You got the plain lays. <laughs> the plain lays. You know what I mean? But I, I want to understand it from that uh, yeah. from that lens. Okay. You feel me? Yo, I've been, in, I've been in some rooms where I'm hearing conversations that I never heard that conversation before. Mm-hmm. And like, yo, it, it, for real, for real, like we're now getting to a level 
of empowerment, first black president, things right. of that nature. You know, we won't go down there, but there's some information we as a people don't have access right. to. But there's like the white David has been exposed to the thing the whole their the whole, whole life. time. I need that information. I need that information. And to set into um talking a religion thing, here's you only well, if I you have, if you have, Yeah, for sure. I am I am. But here's here's the thing. Say you're talking to somebody about your belief system. Yeah. And that person feels like your belief system isn't right. Mm -hmm. The only reason you would get all up in arms and argue is if you don't believe it yourself. Absolutely. Mm -hmm. You feel me? People Yo, are so insecure about their own beliefs. If you argue with a yeah. Christian and you ask them questions and they don't have the answers, yeah. the next emotion is anger. Right. Because, okay, now... It's not that you're challenging my belief, right. but you got. I, I have to somehow compensate for the fact right. that you're making me unsure. I don't believe this. Yeah, yeah, and, and that's so. important. So like, I was always I, I taught a, a good Christian is a good Muslim. So I don't have a problem with somebody being who they are because as long yeah. as you're a good person, I'm rocking with you. Right, bro. I talk. I talk to people who don't think like they don't. They don't like entrepreneurship. You know, you got to stop telling people to quit their job. You got to stop telling people. I'm not talking to you. Right. And, I don't you, got, yeah. and I'm not here to convince you. I'm not going to yeah. spend my energy trying to convince you because I'm not talking to you anyway. Right. And what you're telling me, you you can't tell me my experience. I believe what I believe because of my experience. How are you going to tell me I shouldn't be on? That's like a Viagra. People get mad at Viagra when you're a young man. Like, I don't need that. But they're not talking to you. They're not talking they're to you. They're talking to them 50 and up, brothers. <laughs> right. You know right, what I'm talking right. about? I mean, unless they eat or, vegan or, or taking gold water, but I or mean, that's the. Or, you know, the 25 and up, you just got a little issue. Yeah. Hey, <laughs> I won't go there. You know what I'm saying? Basically, you're not the target in the first place. There's there's the there's what I call the uh, the some people. Mm -hmm. So I don't ever want to be the some people. Here are the some right. people. Some people can do entrepreneurship. Yeah. Some people can't think for it. Some people can't work for themselves. Yeah. Some people can't do this. Whoever those segment of some people are in the world, I don't ever want to be those mm -hmm. people. I want to be the one where you think can accomplish anything. For sure. Because for sure. we're all born with the mind and nobody can measure how vast the mind is. Yeah. You can look at the eight to nine ounces in the brain and be like, well, this is how big the brain is. Mm -hmm. But how big is the mind? Right. So nobody can tell me I have limitations because our mind is unlimited. Mm -hmm. So therefore, anything that can be Anything that can be imagined and stirred in the mind mm -hmm. can also be conjured into reality. Right. You know? So I don't have I don't have limits. All right. I know you gotta get out of here. So I wanna talk about two things. One, the law of attraction. Right? Everybody thinks that they can just attract stuff. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? Right. That if I think it enough, it'll just come into reality. Mm -hmm. And I always say that the law of attraction is just one. Right? That's just one law. If it's a law, it's not the Constitution, yeah. right? It's, a, it's just one of the laws in the universe. You're a great networking guy. There's a law of superior confidence. Mm -hmm. When you are superior in your confidence, you make other people confident in you. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? When you network, what are some of your networking no-nos? Yeah, I did that. Dude. Ah, I see what yeah, you I did there. He has a book. Ah, oh, my hammer. Hold on. First off, I'm trying to give him a plug. You know what I'm saying? I hope he has it. I bought the book actually because you know I support black okay, people. I don't got the book, but I got another. Yeah, see, oh, I, I need to step my game up, man. I need to step yeah. my game up, man. Because yeah. you got the whole little setup right. I like yeah. how he did that. Oh yeah, they stuff. just yeah. And I then on the on, on the low, he got my brother in the back with the crown on because oh, yeah. if you see more than one person doing yeah. it, it's like oh everybody. Oh no, you know what? Okay.
Right, I was supposed to do this, and I almost forgot. And I'm so glad that you just reminded me. Mm -hmm. So, my brother David Shans, I want to present you with this crown. You know what? Hold on. Wait a minute. Let me present you with this. I want to get you matching real quick. I I appreciate. It. So before I, I I need I need to have a conversation about what it means. I'm not a hundred percent sure. I'm gonna tell you right here. It might it might take a little more time offline to study it. But um, yeah, you know, I, I just need to know. I need to know. No, no, I'm going to tell you right here. Mm -hmm. So I've crowned people from all around the world. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? I've crowned queens of Africa. I've crowned millionaires, Shaq. You know what I mean? I've crowned a spectacular couple of days ago, Jay Morrison, um, Idris Sandu. You know what I mean? Genius behind a multitude of great things. Um, all of the shifters, a multitude of individuals. We have different backgrounds. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? Um, we don't all believe the same thing. One thing we do believe in is the collective progress of our people and pushing forward to gain freedom, justice, and equality. Right. So those people who are aligned with that mission, you deserve a crown because you're doing something to help us get to that point. Mm -hmm. So it's not unchristening you. <laughs> right. But at the, it's but christening. At, right, right. <laughs> and it's like, for instance, if there was like a, um, how can I say it? I don't know. You know, like the unk joint, right? Yeah, the unk has a um, yeah. It represents the the woman in the man. Right. Somebody somebody would have to like really explain to because a lot of a lot of stuff is rooted yeah. in like religion, and I'm I have a strong belief system in my belief. So I I would, I need like conversations. And so stuff, like even so. the unk symbol it represents life. Right. So the top part represents the womb. The bottom part represents the phallic symbol. Mm -hmm. So those together represent you know life. It represents right. the man. The you woman, know the cross. Masculine energy. The Christian. Christian Jews. Yeah. Right? Mm hmm So I wouldn't um I wouldn't take a cross. Mm. Because so belief of a Christian says that, yo, we wear the cross to remind us that Jesus died on the cross. But in those days, that was an execution tool. So they actually used the cross as an idol. Mm -hmm. Like, yo, for instance, if somebody if somebody stabbed somebody, one of your loved ones. You're not gonna walk around with a knife on your chain or a knife tatted on you. That became an instrument or an idol that the Catholic Church implemented for people to worship that idol. But in the Bible that I read, it says you shouldn't make any any idol out of metal, wood, anything, and use it as sacred. So if I throw a cross out the window, people are like. Oh, you disrespecting, mm -hmm. but that cross is an yeah, idol worship. Though. It's an idol. It's so, an idol. So I like any any like even like for a, a, a Christian, they be like, "Yo, here, take my shirt with a cross on." I'm not wearing it because I understand. I for, for specifically, I understand what that is, and a lot of Christians are led astray because of that. So, all for right. You. So let me for let you. me say something on that point. Symbols are very powerful. One thing that has never been created is. Like they they steal symbols and use them, but they don't create the very symbol that they're using, mm -hmm. right? So even if you take a swastika, swastika has always been a very powerful universal symbol mm -hmm. that Africans had at first, the original people. Mm -hmm. And if you look at the symbol of the swastika, it goes in a motion where it has a tail. It's like a cross, mm -hmm. but it has a tail on each end of the cross, yeah. and it represents like circular motion. It represents mm -hmm. motion. It represents consciousness. It represents the universe. Yeah. You know, now Hitler was smart enough to understand the power of symbols. So he took that symbol in representation of his brand because symbols communicate to our subconscious mind. You can't tell a symbol no. And some of them are, if you understand epigenetics, that 
we compile information in our DNA. So over time, those symbols, which were used to be like where alphabets was, used to be what mathematics is to us. We see a symbol the same way we see a two, and we understand a mathematical input towards that. A symbol had the same language. Mm -hmm. So once we see it, it inputs and it goes directly to our subconscious mind, not our conscious, and it can cause a particular realization once we just view it. Mm -hmm. So I always say you can't tell a symbol no. That's why marketing and branding is so strong. Because sure. once you see it, things connected to that start looping in the back of your head. Sure. So when you take the swastika, for one, we have to rebrand it and bring it back to us because it's ours. Mm -hmm. But he has such a negative connotation that he inputted in that swastika negativity yeah. now. So now when you think of it, look at what's played in your head. Mm -hmm. But pre him, it was a universal symbol of consciousness. For sure, for sure. So what they did as well is they stripped that swastika. You strip the sides of it, and what you get? You get a cross. Mm -hmm. So the papal bull has always instituted rule over people that created the Gregorian calendar. Right. Don't give me They did a multitude of different right. things. On the papacy, goodness gracious. But what I want to end that with in that conversation piece is that when I was younger, I used to definitely get into arguments with Christians. I felt like I had to prove them wrong. I felt like I had to utilize my knowledge to make them feel less superior for them believing in what they believe in. Like, you got white Jesus. You got this, that, and the third. You look like you believe in black Jesus. So I'm going to let that go. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? I, 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 I'm, 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 you know, I only bring black Jesus left. guests on here. That's all I'm saying. I'm just going to throw that out there. I don't want right. to smash the interview like, no, I believe in Caesar Borgia. Oh, man, throw him away. I don't think that's you. So, I, you know, I'll let you go with that. Um, but I was always taught, literally, a good Christian is a good Muslim. And if I ask you if you was a Muslim today, you'd say no. Right? So in language, we have the established baseline. So we have the same understanding. A Muslim is one who submits his or her will to do the will of God. Right? The will of God. So I was always taught all the prophets were Muslims because they've always submitted to the will of God. My interpretation, when I use a word, different. Because people know their connotation, how they feel about it, but not the definition of what it means. Mm -hmm. And society programs us with connotations and not meanings. For sure. So therefore, I'd be like, bro, you're a, you a Muslim. And you'd be like, no, I'm not, because of the connotation you have to the program. And if you told me I was a Christian, I'd like, no, I'm not. But, you know, Christian breaks down to Christ. Christ meaning crusher. You know what I mean? Jesus was a very, you know, crushing individual. When he came in, he flipping over tables and taxing. Jesus was gangster. I ain't gonna lie. He was on his pox stuff back in the day. Like, what is y'all in here doing? You know what I mean? So if you if 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 you go into the interpretation of who Jesus was, it changes even what the religion is because now you're viewing it through his actions and what those meant. But a lot of people think Christianity and they connect it to um American slavery and they like oh it's a slave making religion and for some it definitely was but whites didn't create the bible right you know what I mean so we also have to understand that these are our tools the bible is a very powerful book because there hasn't been like I always say this you know what I mean I look at things in a very logical way if I wrote a book and it did what the bible did you mm -hmm. can't tell me I ain't talked to God yeah. You know what I'm saying? Oh, for sure. Like, for you sure. can't tell me I ain't, I ain't God. Be like, like look what these, I did. Yeah, all these people from different regions wrote one book that put, and a lot of people just don't understand the prophecies of the Bible, but like the Bible has been the only book that's been able to accurately tell the future. Like, Daniel had a vision uh, um, that he told Nebuchadnezzar, where um, he said, You, Nebuchadnezzar, are the head of gold. After you will be another kingdom of silver, then bronze, 
and then iron, the then iron. The Bronze Age, Iron Age, Silver Age. Right. Well, it it, it, it prophesied how Babylon would be conquered by Media Persia, Media Persia by Greece, Greece would be conquered by Rome. Rome is the legs, and Rome would be divided into East and West Rome, and you have ten toes, and that and Rome was actually um, divided into those ten dramatic tribes. It also goes into that one of those, some one of a kingdom coming out of Rome will uproot three of them. So, like, yo, and it, John, I mean, Daniel wrote this 605 BC. Mm. So it was like a period of about four or 500 years where it started to come true. Like, we don't know what's, who the next president is going to be. But, like, if if we under, I mean, I did, oh, we don't know who the pre, the third president after this one's going to be. I don't know, know that. I know the next one. Though. <laughs> but, uh, and, and I, 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 I got I to run. Um, but All right. But how, how far is Gardena? Gardena? Is oh, it? I don't know. Um, but let me go ahead are and we close. close. Are we close to Gardena? Oh, I'm scared. I'm scared. Yeah, I'm scared. Yeah, I'm scared. I'm scared. <laughs> <laughs> My shot like, was joking. Like, it's crazy. It's like crazy. If, if, the, uh, if the, the notifications is on, Y'all yeah. heard the whole cash app joint. It's 33 minutes. All right, cool. All right. Um, All right, so let, let's close out with this tip. Yeah. Um, for one. See, that's why. We got to have a part two. Yeah, it's, it's so much. You can just keep I'm going. here until yeah, Thursday. I mean, yeah. So we need to have come back tomorrow. For sure. I'm here. Um, yeah. You come to school with me tomorrow. Yeah. Yeah. Religion is not, if religion divides you, how mm. can you say that that religion is righteous when the goal should be to come together? Now, I know in religion, and most people, religion will tell you not to hang with people of those same religion. And we're taught that, you know, in Islam, don't hang with non-Muslims. But a Muslim is one who submits his or her will to do the will of God. Mm -hmm. So I'm hanging around somebody that has good will, somebody that's a good person. Mm -hmm. And I've seen people who claim to be Muslims, but they're much worse than somebody who doesn't. This person Facts. is a great person. Facts. So I would rather be around this person Bro, I met because some, they're good. I met some atheists. Mm-hmm. The coolest people you want to be around. You know what I'm saying? Like, I met some people who don't believe in anything, mm. but they're a human being. Well, you know, that's interesting. If you don't believe in anything, then your belief is to not to believe in anything. You're right. You can't escape belief. In terms of a, but you, you might hang around some people, and you might have some people in your circle like, yo, that's my boy over there. And they truly don't believe in the thing that they say they believe in. Mm -hmm. Like, I don't, I don't. I believe in God because that's what it's the cool. No, nah, yeah, thing. I get that. You people, feel like, me? people don't have. A, they don't. For one, people don't really study, right? Like that's a fact. So I'm a. I'm a. I'm a we gonna really leave it off on this. Right, right. Because <laughs> the, the theology of time. Yeah, a, book, a book written by the honorable Elijah Muhammad. He said the reason we wear the universe on our head and our lapels to represent our mastery in the universe, and he said that's it. And. He's basically saying that when you look at the sun, moon, and stars, they don't have the ability to will thoughts into existence, to think. Mm -hmm. He said, those come from us. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? And so it's realigning our position in the planet Earth because we don't have too many symbols that are tuned to our higher mind and tell us to tap into that God. We don't have too many symbols around us that represent life, that represent freedom, justice, equality, and enlightenment. So all of my branding, all of my business, at the beginning... Anytime I wore so I used to have an Assalamu Alaikum shirt at a time where people was really against Muslims because I wanted to go out there and represent myself. Mm -hmm. And to my surprise, it'd be all people from all backgrounds would be throwing Walaikum Salam back at mm -hmm. me because well-traveled people went to other countries and still spoke Assalamu Alaikum because even Christians just utilized their greeting. Mm -hmm. So the expansion of your mind happens when you allow yourself to interpret and understand. Mm -hmm. 
And so you no longer operate off a base frequency of connotation, which is just programming and limits you from accepting new language that can actually expand you. Mm -hmm. So for me, I've been able to crown Christians. I've been able to crown people from all different backgrounds because I don't ask them that. Mm -hmm. I'm tapping into what mission and what frequency are you on? Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? And if they watch me this whole time and they see that, oh, I see the value in that because I understand the mission. Bro, people always hit me with the bro, but I'm not Muslim. I never asked you that. (laughs) When did I ask you that? You know what I mean? So this is going to be a gift to you. You know what I mean? And at any point in time to where, you know, you get to that point to where you understand it Mm -hmm. as something that doesn't go against what you currently believe. Mm -hmm but more adds into the cohesion and the comprehension of what you believe into a higher attunement and a higher frequency. So, you know, you, you know, send me a picture wearing that. <laughs> my brother, my yes, brother. Sir. There's no compulsion. Yeah. You know what I'm talking about? We tapped in. I appreciate you, man. You've I just watched it. the Good Podcast, 19 Keys. With my share with somebody, man. Chance. First of all, don't even just watch it, because if you watch it and you don't share it with somebody, you selfish. Yes. You selfish. This brother know what he's talking about. Um, high level of respect for not only what he says, but what I see him accomplish. We in a uh, we in a like world you. of uh, you can just say what you want. Well, right. well, that's <laughs> it's true because right you say it, right? <laughs> but I, yeah. I'm I'm out of here. I got a seven thirty. Yeah, I appreciate you, my brother. Blessings. Yes, sir. Yes, yes sir. sir. Yo, I'm um I got a uh, meeting at seven thirty, uh-huh. and after that, I'm sick of being upsold at gyms. My guy, you're currently a base member. For $90 more, I can upgrade you to our Shred membership. For $130 more, you'll be a swole member. And for just $300 more, you'll reach Sweat Platinum. At Planet Fitness, you'll get energy without the upsell. Never pushy, always free fitness training and equipment for every workout. It's fitness that fits your budget. Join Planet Fitness for just $1 down and $10 a month. Cancel anytime. Deal ends Friday, May 10th. See Home Club for details.